Father, Lord, we are grateful for all that you have done. Oh, God, we are lost without you. So we thank you, Lord, you sent your son to find us so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Father, Lord, as we get ready to open up your word, we open up our hearts to you for you to just to have your way with us right now, God. Speak now, Lord, for your servants are listening, is our prayer. Amen. If you can join me in the New Testament to the letter of John, 1 John, 4th chapter. Going to read in our hand verses 9 and 10. In the New Testament, uh, first letter of John, the fourth chapter, looking at verses 9 to 10. As we are turning there, If you can help me announce this to your neighbor, bringing it to the light. In other words, tell your neighbor, show love. Going to deal with the topic on this morning, bring it to the light. Show love. First John, fourth chapter. If you're not there, say, hold on. Praise the Lord. If you're there, say, let's begin. Amen. May we begin, hopefully arrive to the same conclusion together. I'm reading first from the New Living Translation, and I'll read secondly from the New American Standard. It says, God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world, so that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Reading from the New American Standard, it says, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Amen. Praise God for his words. You may be seated. Want to deal with bring it to the light. Looking at how we need to show love. Uh, I was going to play the CD, but I, I, a little bit earlier, but Pastor Saul wrote a song called Show Love. Some of our youth here might remember that when we had our, they were, had our youth choir some years back, they sang the song, So Love. Talking about when your boss is all up in your face. So love. When, when people mistreat you and abuse you. So love. Then he goes into the bridge saying how love is patient, love is kind. Going to how First Corinthians talk about how love endures all things, 
Love hopes all things. Love never fails. But in this time that we realize that we need to bring it to the light. When you bring something to the light, you bring it to be seen or for it to be noticed. As the one translation says that God manifested or he made his love known or revealed his love this way. In other words, God brought it to the light. Have you ever lost something and it was dark and you found it and you went out where there was more light to see if it was a real thing? Anybody done that before? You had to, you had to check it in the light to make sure it was the thing you were looking for. Or, or, or you, have you ever gotten your fresh money out the ATM machine and you, you believe it's good, you think it's good because you got it from the bank, but you give it to that cashier and they check it and hold it up to the light to see if it's real? Things look better when it comes into the light. You can see the authenticity of it. You can see if it's accurate. You can see if it's true. So much more right when you clean up something, you're working on something, you try to get as much light as possible. That's why most of the times our bathrooms are the most brightest place because we want all the light we want to see in there in our vanity mirrors. Am I right about it? We want to make sure we, we got the right haircut, make sure that we brush our teeth, that we leave anything on our face. We try to make sure we got enough light so that we can see everything around us. So much so we like light so much we make sure we have flash photography. Am I right about it? Because pictures look better when you shine light on them. How much more do we need to bring love to the light? We see how it says God showed how much he loved us. What I like about it says here, by sending his son and only son to his begotten son to the world so that we might have eternal life through him. But what I like really is verse 10, it says this. This is real love. Not that we love God, but what? But that he loved us. You go down, you look at verse uh, 18. uh, uh, I'm sorry, not verse 18, but verse 19 says what? We love each other because he what? Loves us first. Kind of think about our mothers for a moment. I learned to love my mom because she loved me first. Before I was even able to say the word, I love you, my mom was showing me how much she loved me. My, my mother provided for me. She cared for me. She took care of me. She knew my every need. I didn't know what I needed, but mother took care of me. Many of us are standing here because somebody took care of you. Somebody, you didn't know what was right, what was wrong, but they ensured that you had what was right. They made sure that you were fed, that you did not go hungry. They made sure that you were able to make it to where you are now. Tell your neighbor, that's love. Love is a motivation. Love will move you to do things you normally would not do. Because of love, mothers get up early in the morning and make sure kids are ready to get to school. My mother will get her early in the morning. She fixes breakfast for my father. And, and I, I was an early bird at that age. Then I heard rustling around. I came downstairs to the, sit down and watch my dad. And I remember my dad had a, had a cup of water and some wheat toast and maybe some egg and some bacon. And when it came time for him to leave out, because he said catch the bus early in the time, he put that bacon on that bread and make a sandwich and walk out the door. I said, oh, that's cool. 
So I want to be like my daddy. So I got up in the morning and was like, Mama going to make me breakfast too. And she did. And then my mother realized that I like breakfast and I like making eggs. And I would get up by the, by the oven and I, I was no, no taller than this communion desk. And I would get up to the oven just like this. What you doing, mama? Boy, get back before you burn yourself. I, I want to see how you make them eggs. She said, when you get old. And then she showed me how to make. So I, I was about eight, nine years old. And I was little bit enough. I could peek over. And she showed me how to put the handle to the side. And she was showing me love. She showed love to me by letting me do what I wanted to do. She loved me enough that she loved making breakfast, but she said he loves making his own breakfast. So I'm going to let him. So I learned to scramble my eggs. Just like my mom scrambled her eggs. Hard, real hard. Put a little ketchup on the side sometimes, like my mama did. Sat down, and when I saw my mom put the bacon in the microwave, I did like it. I put my bacon in the microwave. I, I just wanted to be here because I felt her love. And at the age, I didn't have a conception of what love was. I didn't know what love is. But I knew my mother loved me. Can somebody else testify that you might not be able to understand what love is sometimes, but you knew that somebody loves you? Because it wasn't how they said it, but what they did. Tell your neighbor, love's an action. Because if there's no action, there's no love. If you look clearly at the text, it says God showed his love. And look how he showed his love, that, that, that he showed his love by sending his son to be the propitiation or be our sacrifice. Tell your neighbor, love costs. It costs. It costs whatever you have. Love, love, love is a beautiful thing, but yet it does cost. He says this is real love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. God loved us so much it moved him to take action. Do you have a love that moves you to take action? And look at the action that you might have to take, an action that might cost you something. This love moved God to sacrifice his son. We know mothers who, had, who are moved with love that sacrificed their time, sacrificed whatever they had to make sure their child did not go without. Love costs. And look what the love did. The love moved, moved God for action. So therefore, love should move you to action. Come on, somebody. Because somebody loves you, it moves you to do something special for them. Because they love you, you want to be there for them more than you want to be there for yourself. I was reading a story about a man talking about how he since he loved his, his girlfriend who soon became his wife so much so that he would go over to her house and help her wash dishes. And he highlighted that fact because he would not wash dishes at his house. But since he loved her so much, he wanted to be there with her that she couldn't be there with him because she had to do her chore. He forgot his chores so he can go be with her and do her chores. Tell you, tell, tell somebody, love will make you move. It'll move you to do some things that you normally would not do, but you do it because you love somebody. 
God made his love known. How did he make his love known? He sent his only begotten son. Think about it for a moment. That, that God says, I'll give you my very best. He did not give us his least, but he gave us all that he had. Isn't that what we want in love and return for somebody to give you all that they have? Even, even if it's just something to get you over, but if they gave you everything that they had, isn't that enough? You know, when somebody took the time out and made you a card and they might have misspelled your name, but they took the time to make the card, you said, oh, isn't that sweet? Because they took the time to do something special. But our God, look how he does that when he gives us something, it's complete, it's perfect, it's never lacking. Because the reason why I love never fails. God showed his love as tangible, that is visible. He brought it to light by sending the light. Y'all catch that? He is the light of the world. Jesus came and showed us what love is because God is love. Tell that to your name in case they missed it. God is love. Which highlights to us that we don't define love by something else. But we define love by who made love. And that is God. Because we use the word love in our terminology to mean all kind of things. I love pizza. I love going out at night. I love going to the movies. I love my car. And some of us say some of these things so much that the person you're with wondered, wonder, do you love me? Have you seen that commercial that guy was talking about? Oh, I love this. This talk about this beverage. I love this. It, it tastes good. It's smooth. It's refreshing. And so this girlfriend sitting next to him says, well, what do you like about me? He's like, uh. <laughs> uh. And he says, well, why do you like me? And she went off and said, we're soulmates. We're good friends. And he goes, Ditto. You see, we got to be careful that when we love someone, we ought to show it so much so that they don't have to ask you. You'll be dumbfounded. You'll be out with speechless. You'll be out with a comment. But you can say, I love you because I do this. God has shown us, I love you because I do this. Some of us realize that our mothers loved us because they did this. I might have shared this before that one, one way my parents really ministered to me and, and, I, and I knew because my mother, I, I know she was on the phone and, and, and I, I, I was just broken down because I wasn't going to graduate on time because I was being the son that she loves. And I called to let them know and my mother just, just said to me gently over the phone, said, but son, can you still walk? She didn't get down on me, say, you fool, how could you do this? We're paying all this money for you to go to school, and you won't do this? No, she showed me love by just simply saying, can you still walk? Because we'll still come. I just started breaking down in tears to say, thank you, thank you, thank you, because I knew she loved me. My mother sent me a car later on with a, with a cat with paws out with a heart, and it opened up and said, here's a hug if you need one. I still had that car to this day because my mother knew that she knew she loved me, that she said, I'm going to show my son how much I love him. I'm going to send him a car and let him know here's a hug. Because my mother knows I love hugs. 
Every time I say I got to give her a hug, I became more mature now. I used to always lift her up, but now she got me, so I don't do that anymore. But I just love hugging my mother. Because she loved me so much that I want to show her how much I love her. Because I can never pay her back. Because think about how much God loves us. Can we pay back God for how much he loves us? So every chance I get when I see my mother, I want to let her know I love her. Every opportunity we wake up in the morning, come on somebody. We ought to tell God how much we love him. We ought to make a point to say, Lord, I love you this much. How much do you love me, son? Lord, I give my life for you. He said, that's all I wanted. Go ahead and have a good day. Because he said, I came to give you life, and life what? More abundantly. God just wants us to know who's the life giver. Because he already gave us life, and then we can live under his blessings, live under his covers when we just let us see how great his light is and walk under the sun, living in the sun, because that's why we have life. It says we have life through the sun. Who what? Pay the price for our sins. Look at it again. Look at verse 18. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it's not for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. Look at it. It says perfect love because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment, and this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Can I drive this home? What it's trying to say here, that if you know Jesus and he knows you, you are not afraid of him. That means you wake up every morning excited that you got a friend in Jesus. That you let everybody know who your friend is. Think about it for a moment. Somebody say something about your mama. You say, what you say about my mama? Because you want them to say it again so you can be sure when you knock them down. Am I right about it? Because you don't want to knock them out not knowing. You want to knock them out knowing they got knocked out for saying what they said. That's how it was on the playground. You say something about my mama. What you say about my mama? You get up in their face. Ain't now the boys back in the day, we put our shoulders so we walk around in a circle. What you say? That's what we did. Wait for you to say it again. And then, and then we both don't want to fight, and we both say, that's right. Better not say nothing about my mama. Ready to fight for our mom. But can I drive out, are you ready to fight for your Jesus? Are you ready to let somebody say, what you say about my Jesus? You don't know what he's done for me. Because we show no cry of our mom. You don't know what my mama did. Yeah, your mama did a lot, but Jesus bled and died. So that you can not just have life, but have life more abundantly. Come on, somebody. So you see how our love should motivate us and encourage us to make it known to somebody else. Because a perfect love casts out all fear. You've seen how God made his love known by sending Christ as that big word and, and to be the King James and other translators have that word propitiation. New Living Translation says that he became our sin, our sacrifice for our sin, which means is that because of our sin, because of our debt, somebody had to pay the price. I tell you never, somebody had to pay the price. 
And I want to drive this home because there might be someone here who does not know Jesus as a Lord and Savior. You want to know what was the price. I want you to understand that the wages of sin is death. Wages means you worked for it and you earned it. We all earned death. Because <laughs> many of us was working hard. <laughs> In our sinful lives. Come on, somebody. I, I know we got some saved and sanctified folks up in here, but I ain't ashamed right here because I know he saved me, and I know what he saved me from, and I so know was working hard. But he saved me and released me of that debt. Come on, somebody. Because I was living so bad, I got so much in debt that every time I went in my pocket, I kept on coming up with lint because I had nothing to give back to God. But God just looked down and says, I see you got lint in your hand. I'm going to lend you my son. Come on, somebody. And we see here that because we can't pay the price, he sent his son to be the perfect sacrifice. Another terminology means to be at one minute, the atonement, that somebody had to take the place. Tell your neighbor, that's love. That love will take the place of you. That love will take your bruises. Love will take your pain. Anybody, anybody here got whipped before? And, and you ever got whipped and mama felt bad you got whooped? <laughs> Come over and say, I'm sorry. It should have have been that bad. (laughs) Because when mama see baby crying, they're like, oh, I wish I could have took the pain from you. Am I right about it? I I wish you did not have to go that. You know how mother's kisses made a boo-boo feel better? You know, it's still bleeding, but that kiss just just made everything just feel all right. What happened, baby? And you go and kiss. Oh, thank you, mama. I think I can make it now. Just, just look how our life is that when we get fallen, when we get broken, God just sends us a wonderful kiss every morning and say, boy, you know I love you. Girl, you know I love you. Get on up and just keep on going. You say, oh, thank you, God. I knew I was doing all right. Because Peter says love covers a multitude of sins. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there will be no forgiveness of sins. Which I'm trying to point out that somebody had to pay the price to cover it so we can just hear, it's all right. Tell your neighbor, it's all right. And it's all right because he loves us. And it's all right because he loves us not just one way, but this way. That he provides. Tell your neighbor, he provided. The perfect sacrifice. Tell them, tell them that there's no warranty. Come on, tell them there's no warranty. There's no need for a receipt. There's no need for a gift receipt. Because there's no need to return it. Because it's good. Come on, tell them it's good. Says, mm-mm, good. Not just for today, but it was good yesterday. It's going to be good tomorrow and tell them forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. In other words, always, because love never fails. I'm almost at my seat. When you look at how great love is, it can be a brand new day full of sorrows, heartaches, and pain. But that love is still there. 
Some of us are wearing different colors because why? Your mom has gone on, but don't you still love her? Because love never fails. I, I know I'm blessed that my mom is still with me, but if she was gone, it would not change how much I love her. Because she's done so much for me. Y'all see where I'm going here? Though we may not see God, but he's done so much for me that I got to tell everybody I know how much I love him. I love him. I love him. I love him. Sometimes he gets so good to me, all I can just simply just hum. Hmm. Hmm. And then sometimes it gets so good to me, I look and do it and say, Lord, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. Because I realize that, God, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. That you look past our faults. Am I talking to somebody here? And you saw our needs. You, you saw us walking in that dark alley doing those things we should not have done. We thought we were hiding from you. But your soul has your finger on our lives. And you ensure that bullets graze by us. A car didn't crash in and knock us out. We didn't fall and bust our heads wide open. But by his grace, we've been saved. Y'all cast that because he loves us. And so therefore we need to bring it to the light. Because he does not love us for selfish reasons for us to sit back and just brag about it. But he loves us so we can go tell somebody else that just as he loves me, he loves you. Because he, Jesus died for the world. Doesn't I say it right there? That he died for the world. He sent his only son into the world so that he would not condemn us, so he would not judge them, but that he might save them. And this great love is through Christ. And when it comes time for judgment, we won't be ashamed. We won't be hiding because perfect love casts out all fear. Close with this about perfect love. You know when you messed up, right? You did something totally wrong in the house as a child, and mom about to find out. And you have to go and make account. And mother trying to be as gentle as she can, but she knows she's about to get into you. But she's letting you know, you can tell me anything, child. What happened? And she's saying this because she loves us. And she wants what's best for us. And, and she's trying to create an environment saying, no matter what you do in life, I'm still going to be your mom. But just tell me what happened. Y'all see that? Do y'all know our God's the same way? That he loves us. And he just wants us to come and tell him what happened. He wants to know your struggles. He wants to know all about your problems. He wants to know what's going on in your marriage, what's going on in your child's life, what's going on with your finances, what's going on in your job, what's going on in politics, what's going on in the community. Why is that? Because he sent his son to die for us. He cares. Tell your neighbor, he cares. And so all we have to do is to say, Lord, this is what it is. 
and my heart is messed up, God, because I, I try to overcome, I, I try to fix it, but it just keeps on falling apart. And it never works out, and God is simply just waiting for you to get done talking so he can let you know, say, that's why I was waiting for you to come to me. Because what you have in your life, you can't fix. The problems in your life, you can't handle. Because if you could, I would not have sent my son, but that's the very reason I sent my son. Because you can't pay the price to make everything all right. You're always going to be in debt. You're always going to be lacking. But yet, if you come to me, my son had made the perfect sacrifice for you that will never lose value, that will never have to be returned, that will never have to be checked to see is it still good because he is always good. Because his blood never loses its power. And this is the same Jesus that when they were nailing him to the cross, he says, Lord, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. He's the same one that while he was on the cross, he was con- concerned about eternal and the world's salvation. But catch this, he was also concerned as being the kinsman redeemer for his mother and say, Mother, behold your son, son, behold your mother. Y'all catch that? While he was in pain and in agony, dying for the world, he did not forget that he still needed to provide for his mother. Come on, somebody. Our God knows exactly what we're going through. And he will make the time to take care of you. Because he loves you this much. That they hung him high, they stretched him wide. He hung his head and for you and me he died. That's love. He loves us in such a wonderful way that he decided to become our chastisement and our abuse and our griefs were upon him. He was forsaken so that we could be accepted. He became unrighteous so that we can receive righteousness. He paid the wages for our sin so that we can have life and peace. So as we think how greatly we love our mothers, let us remember how great our love should be for our God. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. There might be someone here that just wants to realize and acknowledge how much they love Jesus. And they want to confess on today that he is their Lord and their Savior. And believe that he died on the cross for their sins. Every head bowed, every eyes closed, no one's looking but me. If that's you right now. If you have not confessed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and you're not sure where you're going to spend eternity in heaven, raise your hand if that's you. Raise your hand. No one's looking but me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. just want to lead you in this prayer. God knows your heart. He knows exactly where you are. Saying, dear Lord Jesus, I do believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I invite you to come into my heart. And be my personal Lord and Savior. That I can experience your great love, your great mercy in my life. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for forgiving me. Amen. May we stand in the hand of the disciples. There might be someone here today.